welcome to Emma's podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to do something a little twist like I love to do. Those are my collaboration. We started a conversation with uh, Molly Menderberg, which is the um, president and founder of Wild Hearts. And we started on her podcast, the first section, actually, the first conversation. And we continue and cross over online because I love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to continue the conversation, but I would like Molly to introduce herself and what is your company, uh, Wild Hearts? What do you do with uh, Wild Hearts? Yeah, so Wild Hearts Rise Up is the name of my business and I work with coaches and healers, holistic practitioners and emerging thought leaders, people who trade in wisdom and guidance who are really great at what they do, but for some reason often are not great at talking about what they do and are not great at um, leveraging their work to reach more people. So a lot of times my clients have um, successful one-on-one -on -one practices, but they know that they'd like to be reaching a wider audience. And I help them to get off the time for money merry-go-round of working just one-on-one -on -one with their clients and to actually begin building programs and courses and building their email lists and actually broadcasting their message further and wider so that they can reach more people and make more money with less time spent. And I sort of bridge the world of holistic practitioner, heart-centeredness, healer um, with the tactical strategy of running a successful business because I know the general, you know, big marketing experts out there often don't speak the language of energy and consciousness and magic. And so I have a fun time bridging those two worlds for my clients. So the question I have for you, why and how did you get started actually? Yeah. That? What inspired you? Uh, yeah. So I started my business as a hypnotherapist um, because I had a hypnotherapist um, sort of change my life. And I realized I wanted to be able to do that. And doing hypnotherapy after a while, I realized I was tired of doing the induction and my clients were actually having a lot of the transformation occur before we even went into the hypno part of our sessions, the coaching part, the questioning part at the beginning of the calls was, or the sessions was happening to have a big impact. And so I thought, oh, maybe I want to be a coach. Maybe I don't need to be a hypnotherapist. Maybe I, I could just be a coach. So I started sort of organically changing my niche and refocusing. And every time I would change my focus, I would develop so much content. I would build out email sequences. I would develop a new home study course. I would create all this material and all this information, all this content and then I would realize, you know, this isn't quite aligned. This doesn't feel like my passion. This isn't the conversation I want to be in for the next three to 10 years of my life. Um, this isn't quite it. So I would change my focus a little bit more. And finally, nothing was really landing. Nothing was feeling perfectly aligned for me um, niche wise. But I was still getting really good at building these programs and funnels out and all this back-end business materials. And finally, I had this sort of knockdown drag-out moment with a friend of mine um, and asked her, you know, I can't seem to see what I'm great at. Will you just tell me what the world needs from me so that I can go and do that? And she was like, yeah, you are really great at creating content and doing this technology funnel building strategic side of business. And we need your help with that. And my first thought was, oh, that can't be it. No one's going to pay me for that because that's the fun part. And if you ever find yourself saying that, um, catch it 
because that's probably mm-hmm. the thing you're meant to be doing. Uh, so I had the opportunity the next day after that conversation with my friend, Karen, to speak to, uh, to give a presentation, a, a workshop talk to a group of people and, um, decided to change my niche overnight, rewrite my entire speech and give a talk, um, and make an invitation, make an offer for this new n- niche. And, um, three people said yes to a $97 session. All three of those people ended up buying full packages after that first session. And that was after a streak of, I think five or six months where I hadn't been making like any money. So that was like a huge, like aha moment, energetic shift for me. And that was about five or six years ago now. And it's just been an upward spiral of me like geeking out so hard on all these marketing tools and all these strategies and ways to do things and ways to write content successfully and building out my own programs and courses, because that's the thing I love most to do and serving my clients in all different ways. And now I get to travel the world full time while running my six figure business and teaching my clients how to have more time freedom and more financial freedom as they grow their businesses with less stress. So yeah, that's sort of the the whole story of how I got to here, but it was a meandering path and it was my willingness to keep moving forward and trusting the next step to unfold before me that led me to doing the thing that I feel like I'm on this earth to do. And I can still feel it changing. I don't think I'm going to be doing thing forever. I can already feel it morphing and adjusting as we move along. Um, And I'm here for it. I totally trust that it will continue getting better and better. I like what you said because you you acknowledged something we talked uh, on uh, on the on the first um, part of the conversation conversation we had earlier is the fact that for like what six months you had no income you had nothing so you work yourself off very hard and I think it's nice to hear it because a lot of people are assuming oh I would say it's more the younger generation I think right now where they're assuming that, well, if I have an idea and I'm going to create my business by tomorrow morning, I'm going to be rich and swimming in a pool of money. And it's like, no, you're going to work. You're going to work at it because you need to create, you need to really sweat your tears and everything you got to just pull it off the ground. It's not as easy than it looks like because when I think people assume when they sing individuals like you or me or others, Oh, well, they make it, they make it easy. No, it wasn't that easy. It was, it was a lot behind the scene that you don't show people, but you're doing it and, you know, tapping in a leap of faith. So I like that portion that we said, because it's like, it's essential for people to understand. I think that's the biggest mistake as well. They're making. It's an exploration. It's an, it's an uh, experiment and that, when you start a business or when you go out on a limb and do a new project that you don't know how to do, it's not an overnight success because you don't learn anything from an overnight success. You learn things from trying it one way and seeing it fail and then being willing to try it another way and see it succeed. And you might try 12 ways of it failing before one time it succeeds. And that's okay. I mean, my, when I say I switched my niche, I think it was five or six times that I completely redid the focus of my business with the underlying intention of, I just know that I'm supposed to be helping people and I'm supposed to be doing it for myself, like as my own boss. 
And mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep trying it until I figure out what exactly that little avenue is for me. And if I had given up, then I would be working for someone else. I probably wouldn't be traveling the world full time the way that I am. I might not have met the beautiful man that I'm now seeing. I might not have gotten the wonderful dog that I picked up in Texas on my last loop around the country. And, you know, those we got something something in common to dogs. They come from Texas to mine. (laughs) These beings were meant to come into my life and my lifestyle required me to go and find them. And that wouldn't have happened if I had ended up working at some other job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But you take courage, like we talked earlier, you take courage and really conviction and believing in ourselves because a lot of people are expecting uh, others to believe in themselves. And it's like, no, you're the first, you are your own cheerleader, no matter what. Because sometimes when you say to people, well, I'm going to start my own business, the first instinct, most of them, they start to laugh. It's like, you cannot do it. So they're already putting blocks because they feel uncomfortable. It's like, no, it's not, it's not possible. But you have to be your first cheerleaders. It's like you get going. And as you said, you're experimenting, you're changing and shifting because where you are, it's always moving and evolving. It's not like I'm going to sell donuts. I'm not selling donuts here. I'm not a donut shop. So I'm doing something different and I'm catering to the needs of the people to become successful. So you, like you said, you rewrite everything, you're modifying, you're changing and evolving as the media and the medium you're using it is always changing and evolving. If you don't, well, you're sinking yourself actually and you're not helping your customers. So it's very nice to see that your, your intuition and your guidance are really pushing you to go beyond maybe what you are thinking at the beginning or just like how in the world I'm changing, I'm doing this and then maybe a day later, I'm like, I'm changing yeah. this now because it's not feeding what the message or what I want to convey to um, the clients. And I'm assuming as well, like mine, all of my clients are different from one another. So you need to be able to adapt to everybody and understand how their company works or how yeah. do the individual works. What has been the biggest challenge for you so far to like um, bringing or creating something for your clients? What have have you done in the past that been a little bit more challenging because maybe somebody wasn't open enough to uh, to understand or maybe were a little apprehensive uh, because it's like she maybe don't doesn't understand or it's not gonna you know give the result that I want. What do you have or do, can you share a story? Um, yeah, I mean f- the main thing is that the programs and courses that we create, the products, the whatever, the things that we create for our businesses to share our message, to make it easier for people to access our guidance, our wisdom, our support. It's not always going to be successful right out the gate. Same thing with our businesses. Our businesses are are not necessarily going to be successful right out of the gate. For me, I launched a bunch of programs that failed miserably before I started doing them well and having them be successful. Um, but again, we're talking about that exploration phase, that experimentation phase, and um, like scientific hypothesis phase of being a business owner and of sharing things with the world. I think the main challenges that my clients face are similar to what you're talking about is I want this to work the first time. And it's like, no, it it probably won't work the first time, but we're going to set it up the first time so we can get to the second, third and fourth time sooner. Because if we just wait, waiting for it to be perfect is, uh, 
lost cause. <laughs> it's a waste of time to sit around hoping that this first thing you ever create is going to be perfect and waiting to launch it, waiting to share it with the world until it's perfect. You're going to be waiting forever and you're never going to get there. So I think the biggest thing that I remind my clients of and that I have to remind myself of and that is infused in all of my programs is we're shooting for good enough for now. The mm -hmm. only aim is that you feel good enough with it for now, aligned enough with it for now that you can talk about it, that you can share it with someone, that you can send it out to your email list or post about it on social media or whatever, broadcast the message a little bit, that it doesn't feel completely disgusting to you that it's so out of alignment. As long as it's good enough for now, it's good enough to start sharing it, yeah. start putting it out into the world. And then you'll yep. find once you get people in it, you're going to be asking them questions. Maybe they're filling out questionnaires when they join the program. Maybe your entire, you know, coaching relationship with them in a package of sessions, you're taking epic notes. That's going to help you dictate exactly what the program should be about next. Um, the feedback from actually showing up and doing the thing is going to give you so much more information than you sitting around wondering what to do next or wishing you had the perfect answer. The going out and doing it and getting the feedback and then tweaking and adjusting from there is going to make it so much easier to create powerful things and, and launch amazing programs into the world. It's the literally the words that your people say to you, the challenges that they're facing, the desires that they have, and the way you show up to meet those desires that should dictate all of the content that you create and all of the programs and courses that you launch into the world. That's, that's pretty powerful what you just said, because I like the fact that you're explaining to your clients that instant gratification, like people want instant gratification. It's like, that's not how it works. It's like, no, 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 no. You can go to a beauty salon and have a nice pampered and you will have instant gratification. But when it comes down to businesses, it takes work. And as you said, we're all students of life. We're going messy, meaning you got your product or your message. You're going to send it out, like you said, and it's going to take time. Plus, you need to adjust as what, you know, their clients want as well. So you're based on feedback and you make it better. But I think there's a process and people need to understand that process because, as you said, you know, instant gratification doesn't happen or you're lucky if you get it hit once, but doesn't mean everybody will. So Yeah, totally. I have a little bit of a process that I'd love to share if you want. Sure, please do. Yeah. yeah. So I was building a quiz for my business, which is like my favorite kind of lead magnet to create to build your list. I get like 70 to 100 new leads on my list every week because mm -hmm. of this quiz. But when I was going into creating the quiz, I realized I wanted to use archetypes from the major arcana of the tarot, the tarot deck. And um, I chose these five cards and I was geeking out on just learning these five cards. Like I'm not a tarot reader. I do not yes. like propose to be a real tarot expert, but I started geeking out and studying these five cards that I pulled that spoke to me. And it's the fool, the magician, the high priestess, the empress and the hierophant. And one of my friends turned me on to the notion that the major arcana of the tarot is actually related to the Kabbalah, which is the tree of life. And the tree of life is essentially how things go from the ethereal realm to the physical reality. So it's how mm -hmm. an idea becomes manifest. It's how something goes from ideation to actualization. And yeah. this like blew my mind. And 
sort of started synthesizing and integrating into this quiz. I've actually now since written an entire book about this, but this framework is infused in like everything I do and create now. So I want to share it because it is a pathway for us to build a program or for us to launch a business or for us to write a book or for us to build a house, like literally anything goes through, in my opinion, these five steps. And the fool is the first step. And that's about the leap of faith, the boldness, you actually saying, I I don't know what is coming over me, but I'm feeling called to take this step. And I'm just, I'm going to take this step. And you take Mm -hmm. that step. And that's the energy of the fool. The magician comes after the fool and that is the energy of resourcefulness. So the magician is like a skill set. It's where you actually go into the process of mastering your modality or of like learning about the topic you want to write the book about or of like researching what land is available in the place you might want to build your house. It's like this obtaining of resources and this sort of like networking energy of like gaining. I like to imagine Mickey Mouse and Fantasia of like summoning the energy of like water and like pulling that in. And that's followed by the high priestess, which is totally you, Emma, which is the, (laughs) the Oracle on the mountaintop. It's where you actually gather yourself for a moment and tap, like find alignment and tap straight into source energy and find your way of connecting to that part of you that actually already knows everything that's already done this. That's already figured it out and tapping straight into that wisdom so that as you move forward into the next step, you're connected to that inner guidance system. And the next step is the Empress, which is the creation phase. So this is where the actual rubber meets the road. The creation Mm -hmm. process happens. The book gets written, the house starts getting built the program starts getting launched like the productivity phase of the thing being born the empress is about the virgin mary the mother creating the body in the womb like all of that it's the creation phase of actually like producing something and then that leads into the hierophant which is what we all aspire to be in at least in my industry of my clients and myself the hierophant is the orator the speaker the leader the teacher the facilitator mm-hmm. the one who goes and says hey i've learned this thing i've done this thing now i'm going to come over here and i'm going to teach you about it i'm going to share the story i'm going to come back to the village and i'm going to guide you through this journey in this process um so that's not like a standard a to z way to go about like nitty gritty step by step. Here's how you run mm-hmm. a business. But those are the phases that we have to grow, go through to bring literally anything from, I think, ideation into actualization and then teaching about it, sharing about it, being the one who now knows something that they have a wisdom that they can share with the rest of the world. So yeah, that's kind of a fun modality I thought you might enjoy. No, I do actually enjoy it very much because I think it's so right, uh, quote unquote, on the money at this level that it's about the same thing when you co-create. It's like, you know, get your ideas first and then it's the feeling, it's it's how do you feel about it? But like we talked earlier, you're not going to be sitting down on your couch and eating your potato chips. You're going to have to do the work. And the hardest part for people is to understand you have to do the work. Magic is beautiful. But don't expect something to drop on your lap just because you say so. You need to make the effort in order, like you said, you started your business and what uh, came along with it was your pops, uh, was your mate. Everything you're doing is the consequences of what you started. But you would have never had that possibility 
if you never started and people don't understand that, it's like, you need to roll up your sleeve. It doesn't happen overnight. Yes, there's a few things happen overnight because it's the way a perfect synchronicity works for some individuals, but the majority doesn't work this way. You need to go on your journey and do it in order to finally, at the end of the day, bearing the fruits of what you put it in your own field of dreams. But yeah, that's the action. That action part, I think, is the hardest part for people to understand. And not only this, but open your mind. We talked about earlier is keep an open mind. Like you said, you started, you had an idea, you started to do it, then you redid it afterwards because it's like, no, it doesn't, you know, I'm listening to my spirit. It doesn't sound right. I'm not quite there yet. So I have to redo it. Mm-hmm. And as you go with your company or mine, or sorry, my puppies are going crazy over there. I shut the door. So Mike is having a temper tantrum because he likes to open the door and see what's going on. He's not going to get in. So, but it's just being able to really put yourself together and focus on what you need and understand things going to shift. Like you're, you're the perfect example, actually. Uh, you went one way and you start to modify and adapt and it's shifting and continue to shift because you continue to grow and mature. And as you become your own, the master in your own field, you continue to do the, the shift to continue to learn and provide even better services and be more on point and on tune with your clients. When you create your own business, unless you, as I said, you have a donor's job, if you do services and stuff like that, you're going to have to adapt to your client. You have to move forward and continue to move on. So, yeah, we're learning. We're spending our time to learn. But I think it's essential for uh, people to understand that and be inspired. Be inspired. is um, Because you said you um, hypnotherapist and that's how they got you started. What continues to get you uh, the fire inside of you continue to do it. What gets you going? Oh yeah. I mean, serving my clients gets me going, having people come to me with a challenge or a desire or a stuck point and getting to help them reveal a way through it or to uncover an excitement and enthusiasm, a passion, a, you know, sense of ease and something that used to be challenging. That's what gets me going. I, I have, Right now, as we're speaking, I have three different group programs running at the same time, and I love serving my one-on-one clients. I love having private clients, but when I get to serve a group, there's a part of me that is just lit aflame, that is just on fire, and I end those group calls feeling like more of myself than I ever do otherwise in life, and that's how I know that I'm on the right path, that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing, is because I am beaming from within when I get to serve my people. And that's, I, that's a sensation that I wish for absolutely everyone to feel so on purpose and on track that they're lit, that their fire is lit. So you started pretty much as a younger age. Five, you said five, six years ago, uh, you yeah. started your business. And before mm-hmm. that, you were what, a student? Before that, I was a vagabond, and I still am one, but now I have a career. (laughs) The gypsy in you. Um, No, yeah, I finished college when I was 22, and I started traveling nomadically. And so I used to work a job that I hated for a couple months, make a couple thousand dollars, and then 
just take off and travel the world. I would spend the winters somewhere tropical abroad and then come back to the States and work a little bit and then drive around the country, visiting friends and family and going to music festivals, selling my art at music festivals in the summertime and then start the whole process over, go to Burning Man, go back out, (laughs) get a job. And yeah, I quit and was fired from more jobs than I care to count or remember in my 20s. And then went to a retreat to study past life regression therapy. And Mm -hmm. that five-day retreat, I pulled a hypnotherapist aside and asked her to help me quit smoking. And she gave me a smoking cessation session. And that led me to desire to get trained as a hypnotherapist. And then I just accidentally organically started my own business right after that. So it was just all this wandering and traveling and like searching soul searching and writing and reading and just study being a student of life and experience and just kind of being a hippie vagabond and that led me to in the span of 10 days I I had gotten trained as a hypnotherapist and I was living in a teeny tiny apartment with my boyfriend at the time and was like I just want to practice this I just want to try it I want to test it out so I happened upon this office that was for rent. And within the span of 10 days, I had rented an office, named my business, like registered my business, built a website, got a logo, made business cards all in the span of 10 days because I had just found this office and suddenly like popped into being a business owner after being like (laughs) a hippie (laughs) with no purpose for so long. And Yeah, I had just gotten fired from a bartending job. I was substitute teaching at the time. And it was just the most fun thing I could focus my energy on And so I did that until that relationship ended. I moved back to Oregon and couldn't find a job, like I said, and just had to focus on the business and kept following the path. Like you said, I took the steps forward until the path turned but I was willing to keep taking that turn until it became the thing I was supposed to be doing. And I think where people stop themselves is, Oh, I started taking this path and it feels like a dead end rather than realizing that dead end is actually a turn. So take the turn. You're never starting over at ground zero. You're never starting over um, at square one. You are simply pivoting into a new direction from where you've gotten to. And everything you do is, is teaching you something about what you're going to end up doing. If you had told younger me that I would be teaching marketing, I would have laughed in your face. But if you would have told me that I would have had like a passionate career where I felt more like myself, I would have been really excited to see what you were talking about. (laughs) Yes, I know. This is amazing things to listen to you because I think that, um, all business owners, uh, owners are seeing and going through this, the changes and the idea, okay, I got my, fa- I never had a five-year sponsor for my business. Actually, I said, I'm going with the flow because the universe knows better and I know it's going to grow and change and expand. So I'm based on, like you said, I'm grabbing things from the universe and as I'm putting them on my list, then it's delivering. So, but it's very interesting what you said because it shows people it's never a straight line, never a straight line. And a lot of people assume, oh, well, I'm going to do this and I'm done. It's like, no, because the universe is going to guide you in a way that 
you are not expecting it. Yes, you're going to run patients. Yes, you're going to be in the unknown. So you don't know why you're taking that left turn. And as you said, you can maybe feel stuck or to me, it's more, it wasn't stuck. Like kind of, you felt like more puppet in the air, could not move and just waiting. It's like, are you serious people? I'm like, come on, let's get going. And couldn't go, get going because not all of the pieces were together. Be like, ah, I don't have the time. I was in my time. It's like, well, you're not wasting your time, but you need to do other things in the meantime that will help you to continue. So continue to write the blogs. And I did not, at the beginning, I did not start the podcast. And I told the story a few times, actually. I had it on my groceries list. I call it my groceries list. It was what I would do for the year or the plan to start. And it was in February. It was, there, you know, here in Minnesota, telling you in February, it's not 20 degrees outside. So no windows, nothing open. And also then the page on my uh, kitchen cabinet said to move on its own. So I turned around like, okay, universe, what are you telling me? Went straight to the page and I had about 10 or 16 line. One of them jumped out. That was for the podcast. I'm like, okay, that's what you want me to do. Fine. I was in the middle of cooking. I'm like, I'm going to stop cooking for a minute. Let everything, you know, on the stove. Went into the, um, my office and started to say, well, you know, search. How do you do podcast? And in less than a minute... I got the software, where to go, blah, blah, blah. So I already had it. I downloaded it. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I just need the microphone. That was the only thing. I'm like, okay. And I started this one. I'm like, okay, there was a signal from the universe. She said, okay, Emma, you're doing your blog. You're doing this and that. Now you need to move and do this. Then I was thinking to um, write, uh, I wanted to write articles, uh, actually, in a book. The book was uh, something I wanted to do. Then a few months later, I started to be on Twitter because I'm like, I would not have my company. I would not be on social media. Could care less about social media. But being on social media and connecting with other people, a way to exchange, you know, share the blogs and stuff like that. And I met somebody who actually was, uh, had um, our, uh, her company is in uh, UK. And so she does uh, a magazines. And I just gave the article for free. I said, I don't care. I say, I'm giving it to, to her. So it goes to people and, uh, you know, they can read about the topics that I'm uh, writing. And it ended up that she was doing a compilation, an anthology for a book. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the book. I'm like, who would have known 20 years before we'll be writing a book? I'm like, I don't know. But it all happened because of the podcast and how things you know, put themselves together, which doesn't make any sense. You go from a podcast to write, to be collaborating on books or, you know, for a year I was uh, one of the um, writers for uh, that magazine. But it was funny. It's like things happen in a way totally weird. It's like, yeah, it's like putting the pieces together, but I would have never saw it coming this way. I just, like you said, you follow spirit you follow you know what the universe is telling you even though sometimes we don't see the end result right away and it's afterward when you turn around and say oh wow i did all of this in your life <laughs> do this i'm like yes you did i'm like oh cool thanks universe let's see what else you can make me do yes. but it's always oh yes but it's, you have to relax you don't have and i think it's the control if you try to micromanage every single step, this is where you end up in failure. Um, like I mentioned to people, I said, you know, our goals, and it was Dr. Joseph Murphy, because I read his book uh, many, many years ago. Somebody introduced me to him, which was funny because everything I did as a young kid, and I told about the story, I'm not a hundred years old, but 
when I grew up, there were no internet. Uh, we were not connected as we are right now. So, you know, no social media, nothing. So I had to figure it out on my own, what I had to do. And my spirit helped me. That's how, that's how I got going. But when I was introduced, when I was working for the Club Med in my 20s, um, I had somebody that I met and already was um, working with the book of Joseph Murphy. And I read one and I'm like, but this is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I do. So it was funny to, you know, have a reference coming to it. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. But it wasn't easy because it wasn't, you know, now I can type on a computer and find a good help. At that time it wasn't, but it was using what the universe and the guidance I got and understanding one thing. And he always said in his book, it is so true. Do not micromanage. The room of creation comes from the universe. What you got to do is keep your eyes on the prize, your goals. The rest, let the universe work its magic so it will bring you the right people to control. Every time you do that, you're going to fail or you're going to put more obstacles than you did to and give you a hard time. But I found it amazing when I read um, him and I still have his books actually. And it's so true. And he, he, he was already writing them in the 60s. And like, good Lord, he was already read there. But again, those books were not accessible when I grew up. It's later on that I got them. And I'm like, holy moly, this is right there. This is your solution. The magic is to let the magic in you, the, the universe works it. Perfect synchronicity. It's like you're having the best day of your life when you go in your office and everything goes perfectly well. This is when you hop on the flow. And you're like, how did I get there? I was a kid, I always asked myself, how did I got in that thing here? Everything went fine. Or how did I, can I tap into it again? And that was my searching. And I was like, how do you figure that? I, did, I didn't know how to, but I knew it was coming, why it's coming. I was like, oh, I hop on it. And my things comes perfectly into everything. So it's amazing to see how, because probably people listening, you know, they heard you were more of, um, I'm not going to call it hippie, but if I get on a nomad, and people said, oh, well, people who are like that are successful in their business or create business. But I think it's everybody should be able to do that. It's not one. I don't want to use the word stereotype because, you know, you're used to because you travel and you did already that for you. You were already your, your set of mind couldn't. I don't I will never see you working in an office at two five. <laughs> yeah, I would you. not make it in an office. I would no. be dead. <laughs> I would just dim. Yeah. No, it is, yeah, but everybody has to find their own way through it. I think some people work best in an office and that they need that structure in order to thrive. And so the more important thing is to recognize how do you as an individual thrive? What do you require? How does, how's the best way for you to live? And if it's not the way you're currently living, then you have to be bold enough to make a change and to demand something different of the universe and to take the steps to actualize that. Um, that's the most important thing that we can do in, in this life, in this body, is figure out what lights us up and make more of that happen in our lives. Yeah, but you made it happen. It happened to you organically, I think, more yeah. than most people will do because some people are you know, feeling resentful, where they are because they, their spirit is yawning for something. And sometimes they're afraid because, oh, what is my mates going to think about it? Or people around me, if I'm starting a, a little bakery, things on the side. So, <laughs> excuse me. <coughs> Dry. Yeah, I had lots of that too. 
I, I had that too, the imposter syndrome of why would anybody want to listen to some vagabond talk about business when yeah. I still had that like starving artist hippie archetype as my identity. I had to give up knowing who I was as that old self in order to become something different. Not only that, when I started my business, like I said, I was doing hypnotherapy. I was doing that in an office when I started out. And the office was the thing that kept me from traveling. And at some point I had to say, you know what? I created this thing, this business that I thought was a good idea. And now I'm stuck to an office. This doesn't work for me. I had to reinvent my entire business to allow me to do it on the road and start seeing clients on Zoom instead of in person and navigate a whole bunch more technology and like confidence to allow Mm -hmm. myself to do it that way. So there's been a reinvention many, many times over in different ways to allow me to now do this life in this way, sitting in my office in a van, wherever the, wherever the heck I feel like parking that van. Um, yeah, that's, that's what is so nice. And it's, it's inspiring for others to hear your story because I believe that, you know, we all come from, you know, our, our journey are all different, but it's nice to be inspired by someone that's like, okay, I don't have a PhD. I didn't write a thesis. And my spirit is telling me I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a business. How is people are going to believe me? And like you said, you have to believe yourself before anybody else's. And you basically shade that ego part of yourself saying, well, you're a hippie, so you're going to stay hippie. Nobody's going to want to hear you. But it takes a lot of courage to realize that, okay, no, 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 I can do it. I can see myself doing it. But it takes that courage to just say, yeah, believe in myself. The hardest yeah. part, I believe in myself. Uh, learning what I know and what I've been through in my life, there is quite a few things that maybe one day we'll share it, but I'm not going to do it today. But it's like when you're facing other individuals who, you know, you're facing them, they have PhDs or they have, you know, masters or whatever, and you're not, you don't have it, but you have the same, you know, connection and you're connecting with them and you have the conversation with them that, you know, you walk away and you're laughing. It's like, yeah, well, I can, you know, I relate to them. We're all relating together because I am not focusing on what they got against the wall and their walls, but I'm focusing on the individuals and what the needs of that individuals or the company is. And yes, you have to remove all of those concepts, which not a lot of people are able to do because they're blocking themselves or their egos telling them, well, you know, you're never going to be successful. Forget it. But yeah, it's, it's amazing. And yes, your life is totally left field for a lot of people because you are the nomad. You travel and you get the freedom uh, that most people don't understand what the word freedom is, actually. I believe that from my experience, I don't know for, well, yours is like, yeah, you get the freedom embedded in your DNA. <laughs> but for a lot, when you start your own business, and you're not depending on somebody else's, this is where the word freedom really has a good resonance because it shows you it's not about you know freedom of speech, it's about the freedom of being able to do something for your own self and just say, this is this way, I'm gonna go this way. And let the universe help you, but really be in charge of your dreams and of your life. Because most people are not. They dream, they see you or they see the business in the world and they're like, oh my God, I wish to be like them. But they have that freedom that most people don't understand. We are not tied to a desk. We're not tied to a paycheck. We're tied to our dreams. And what do we want to experience next? How do I want to live my life? 
And yeah. that's, uh, that's what makes it um, more interesting for people. And like, you are more comfortable because you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know your spirit, you're grounded, you're centered. You have an idea. When people come to you, I'm pretty much sure, when people come to you, you already see it in front of you. You probably see what they need, how it will work for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the key. But it's knowing yourself first and tapping into the universe and being able to partnership with, with the universe. And that's the hardest part for people to understand. It's partnering with the universe to co-create something that will improve your life and your the way you're doing it is in the same time sharing sharing uh their success quote unquote but sharing what would be the best for their highest good as well and that is another key too is you're removing you're part of their success without being in the front at all it's their you know it's their faces their business but you're in the back helping to do that and that's the amazing part of it too. It's learning as a business owner. It's not all about you. It's about how you help others because their success will be your success. Mm-hmm. And that brings an open more doors. I believe so as well to growth, but to more client that comes organically. Like you said, and I like the fact you said about um, everything came to you organically. You did not force, you did not put, did you have an agenda or did you have a time set or frame when you decided to do your business? I would say I had a desperation to make it happen as fast as possible. But no, I never gave myself a, I'm doing this until yada, yada date and then I'll give up. I never had that. So how did I had you- a whatever the heck it takes mindset. Yeah. So the question I have for you on this one, because you talk a good point, like for the money and everything else and you were desperate, how did you come over this portion of it? And did you ever come over that portion of, okay, I have a lot of money people here, universe, what do I do? I mean, I had a deep spiritual practice. I was meditating and doing gratitude lists and setting intentions and like using, I was in the magician phase of my business. I was resourcing myself, using tools, learning tools, mastering tools, um, like t- trying different modalities, going to workshops, networking two to five times a week, like doing absolutely everything to get myself out there and to explore and experience and to like understand my role as I started stepping into leadership in my life. Um, so I did it with gusto is what I would say and tenacity and yep. an unwillingness to give up. Um, but I mean, financially, how was it feasible? I moved back into my mom's house at 30 years old, um, 25, 29 years old, because I knew that if I took another job and started paying rent somewhere, it would just take longer to get where I wanted to go with my business. So I swallowed my pride and moved back into my mom's house, which look, I mean, my mom and I have an amazing relationship and I basically have like my own little apartment at her house, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I leaned into the support of my family to allow me to chase my dream harder. And that was a huge gift to get to do that. Okay. Well, that's good to know because I, I think people need to understand that side of it too. Because when you start your business, and in your case, like you said, you focus solely on your business. It's not like you have something to fall on. And uh, I'm 
kind of telling people and explaining, you know, you can do the 360 like you have done, yeah. but not everybody can do that. No, and no. And I think it's better not, not to. I think you have more freedom to explore and more freedom to try things and fail at things when you have your income source somewhere else. If, if somebody's talking about starting a business, I completely agree with you. And I like advocate for keep your income and do this in your spare hours, be ruthless with your free time and make this happen after hours because you have that dream and allow that income you have to allow you to invest in a coach, invest in a program, learn more because you have that income source. I went into a ton of debt at the beginning of my business and I'm still paying it off. I actually paid off a lot of it last year because last year was amazing for my business, but I'm have no like no regrets at all in putting myself in the debt that I put myself in the beginning of my business because I needed that mentorship. I needed to be investing in those programs and those courses, not just to learn what I needed to do for my business, but to have a place to transform and to grow into the person I needed to become for my business. Like I was a shell of the person that I am now before I started my business. My business has been one of the biggest transformational heart opening experiences ever in my life. And I wouldn't trade that for anything. And yeah, it's okay to do whatever the fuck it takes. And it's also okay to do it in smaller increments with a financial support system of having another job. I completely agree with you. Yes, and I think it's safer, plus you said, like you said, it's experimentation, but at least it brings you the balance that you need. And as I said to people, it's going to come a point where you're going to make the same amount of money, then you do it at your job. And this is where it's like, okay, you have a choice. You can expand your business, quit the job, focus solely on it and be successful at it, or you can keep it the way it is, and that's fine. It's like, you know, you're just fine. But it's just for people to understand that as well. What is the state of mind and how to take that leap of faith for you, it was totally different because everybody's um, path is unique, but to hear it and understand, because yes, you need the money to eat. You had to do things, go move back to your mom's. So you had at least uh, something going on for you to help you, but it still wasn't, you know, you had to face your own challenges and the unknown and just said, am I going to be successful at the end of the day? I don't know, but I'm going to continue because I can feel the calling. Yeah. I think that's the that's the the most amazing thing is the calling and when you know you're on the right path, like you said, it's it's you can see it in people. Like I'm seeing it through you, that you're just so well rounded and centered. You can you can see you're living your passions, and that's such a big thing when you're really uh, embracing and living, you know, the, the life you wanted. Even though maybe not every day is roses and bonbon, like I said to people, everybody said not every day is roses and bonbon. But you had that peace inside of you, that freedom, that level of freedom that people don't understand unless if you do your own thing and experience what you want to experience that bring you to that level. It's an amazing thing because you see people glowing and you're like, okay, they, you know, I want to talk to you because I'm attracted to you because you got that. I'm all centered. I'm all there. I'm not scattered. I'm just right here. I'm present. I see you. Yes, it is inspiring and inspires authors. So this is what I love. It's like talking to individuals that, you know, 
went through the you know the grueling process of growing learning your business or what you wanted to do and go at it not giving it up like you said don't give up and there is, there is days i was like right with my hands in the air like i have enough of this universe and universe is like tick 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 emma we're gonna give you an incentive right there we're gonna send you a message we're gonna show you that that's okay hang hang in there a little longer get the support that you need and you know get that rage and focus that rage on pushing yourself to the next step and just said, I'm going to do it because this is it. But it's that your transformation, like you said, use was through your work, through your uh, business, you transform yourself. But that's what happened most of the time. It's like people get their biggest transformation by living their passions, whatever they are. But it's amazing. So for me, it's nice to talk to, to you because it's like, oh my God, listen to what, Molly has to say, because there is something in there that can inspire somebody to do something for themselves and maybe start a business on the side, start something that will help them to grow and to mature because it's all about the experience. And, you know, not everybody's going to be, uh, you know, like on the road, like you do travel all the time, but at least have that foundation to really build something and being inspired. The hardest part is, if you don't have your calling right away, because yours was early, mine took years to do what I needed to do because I wasn't in the right place. And the universe said, you need to learn all of your life lessons, all jam packed from the beginning when you're born to where you are right now. But it was in a process to do all of this and continue to learn. Then the time came to say, okay, I named it, time to claim it, people. So let's go on that path. But it's you know, it depends on the people and how you want to do it. And maybe it's going to take maybe 10 years, 20 years for somebody to do what you have done or what I have done. Like I said to people, it took me four decades, four decades because I had to do so many things in between. And I did not know how, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine and I told him, I said, we talked about it many years ago. I said, we were going to do a business. I'm going to do a business. We're going to work together. I said it 20 years ago. But it took 20 years to get where we needed to be for me to really combine everything I wanted to combine. And because like I'm not a one-trick pony, I do consulting on a job, I do the life coach on the other, and I meet east, meet west. And it's complex to explain to people what I do because I'm not that little person in a box. You cannot define me. Like I said to people, when they interview me, I said, you cannot define me and put me in a box. As you can see, the array of what I do is there's a lot so you cannot put me in one little box and say okay we're done we we put a label on her said you cannot label me if you try good luck but it's just finding this and being able to do it so for me it's amazing to hear and show people you know what whomever because as i said um, being listened um around the world is getting that inspiration getting that little fire from that conversation we've got to somebody to do something for themselves. That's huge to me. This is what it's supposed to be. It's like, you don't need to be a billionaire to start because a lot of people assume their first instinct is, I cannot do business because I don't have money. I started with zero. I put zero in my business. I did. I had, I just set it up. I, like you said, for you, it took you 10 days uh, to create all your business, the website. I did my website. I built all of my website. So I took some uh, classes uh, then I got the universe put me on the way and I'm like, okay, I built my own website and I did the others afterwards because I wanted to create something specific for mine. But it's very interesting when you go into that process of what you can learn 
from yourself and the skill sets and everything. So for me, it's the growth. But it's funny you say that about the 10 days. I'm like, yeah, it took a little bit 10 days for me to know where for the website. The rest mm-hmm. came before that. Yeah. But it's, it's just amazing. It's good. So what word of advice would you say to someone who maybe want to start their business or maybe would be interested to connect with you? Do you still do... Um, um, hypnotherapy. Yes, thank you. Um, I don't do hypnotherapy sessions in the way that I used to, but I do use guided meditation in my group programs. So what I learned in, in what I learned as a hypnotherapist, I still use it in some way. It's just not the way that I serve one-on-one clients anymore. So Um, you're talking about groups. Uh, What are those groups? Can you so the one, elaborate a little bit more? Yeah, I have all kinds of courses and programs that people work through. One, uh, I have an ongoing membership that's called the Copywriting Cohort, which is a sort of copywriting, low-cost, m- ongoing membership. So I have two calls a month. One of them, uh, they're both about writing, but one call is more business strategy and different kinds of copywriting for your business. And the second call each month is more of an inner game focus. So sometimes it's a journaling exercise, but it's all about the inner magic. So it's the inner and outer work to be a great business owner through copywriting. And then another program that I run is my big six month program called Magic, which stands for Magnetic Influencer Collective. And that is basically my ongoing magic and marketing program where I guide a intimate group of women through, um, yeah, the process of mastery with marketing their business and broadcasting their message and sharing their movement and standing in their power as leaders and um, doing the nitty gritty work to actually show up and run their business. And then another program that I'm running right now is called Create, Launch, Deliver. And that's how to basically A to Z, create, launch and deliver your next course or program. Um, so whether you're building an online home study course or whether you want to build a high-end group program, um, we go through all the phases of creating the program itself, launching it into the world, and then all the nitty-gritty of how to deliver it successfully. So writing outlines and video scripts and sales pages and checkout carts and email sequences and everything that I've learned about creating, launching, and delivering yeah. programs I've funneled into that. And that's just the three I have going right now. I also have a course about quiz building called Quiz Mastery which is a, the best kind of lead magnet that I've ever created and that I've helped a bunch of clients to create. I finally turned that into a course. I have a really exciting one coming up, which is not available on my website yet, but um, I was just working on the copy for it last night and it's called Peace with Money. And that's actually going to be a, a month long like adventure into reprogramming our relationship with money. Um, yeah. and that's going to be happening this summer in 2021. So that's gonna be really fun. It's not as, not as directly about business, but it will definitely greatly serve entrepreneurs. I've had a really fun adventure playing with this energy of peace with money that is different than, um, most people interact with money. So I'm really excited to bring that one forward. Well, the, the universe so- has been me on the shoulder for that yeah so let's let's talk about the money because i think people have an assumption i was speaking with uh someone today about the money and the flow and the energy of money because i think a lot of people don't have a full understanding that money is an exchange to do something it's not something that should be coming one way it's an exchange so if you know like uncle pig so you can swim in your pool full of money or you can continue to make money 
and being able to share it. Um, a lot of people don't understand, you know, when they see or hear uh, people who are like, we're talking about spirits being spiritual. Some people have the assumption that you should be living poor under a bridge, which is like, no, you don't. Uh, and I explain to people that, you know, tapping into the infinite wisdom and possibilities as well of the universe is riches. The richest is for everybody, not of the few ones. Yes, there is billionaires and you're gonna see them because they're successful because they know how to run things and they are learning to use that energy for an exchange and benefits everybody. I'm, uh, I know a few years ago, I like Amazon and a lot. some people hate Amazon and I like Amazon for one thing. They do a lot for small businesses and a lot of small businesses are using Amazon to reach other people. So there is an exchange. But I think there is a misconcept of the money. Money is bad or I want all of the money and I'm not going to share it. And it's like, it should be an energy to go back and forth. So what is your take without giving all of the secrets of your Yeah, I mean, that is, that is it. That we have all these lies about money that this reality has told us or that our family has embedded in us or that we've been implanted with by society. And they're all a bunch of lies. And once we start finding what's true, we start to get to recognize that money is an energy just like we are an energy. We are a body of energy. And that when we interact with money as an energy, it doesn't have a right and wrong about it. It doesn't have a good or evil about it. And we can actually interact with it as this entity, this being that wants to come and play with us. And the yeah. more we master that relationship of being a, a playful, like beautiful intimate relationship with money, the more money will come and play with us and the more like expansive fun we can have. Um, one of my mentors, Gary Douglas says that money just makes you more of who you already are. So money doesn't inherently have an evil quality to it, but if evil people have more money, they're going to be more of that. And if good people yeah. have more money, they're going to be more of that as well. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on a secret intermission to inspire more heart-centered, powerful yeah. people to have a lot of money because I know that's one way we can change the, this paradigm and to dramatically change this reality is by intentional, conscious, mindful people exactly. being no longer in scarcity and struggle, but in prosperity so that we can catalyze change even quicker in this reality. And I agree with you on this one. It's just the concept of how do you view the energy of money? And it's like, you have to, like you said, you, you have to embrace it and do what is for the highest good and the highest good of everyone. So you can, like I do with mine, because I do a lot on tweet, tweet, actually. <laughs> I do a lot for animal rescue. That's one of my focus. So we'll pull animals from shelters and, you know, you, you do pledge. And if we can get it out of the animal from death row like Texas, then that's what we do. We're, we're pledging out for real company, a real um, rescue, by the way, group, because there is a lot of scam going over there right now. But it's like being able to support and do something good, giving a second chance. You can focus on children. You can focus on anything. But it's doing it from an, uh, with an open heart. It's not like, well, I'm going to give this with the intent behind it because I give it to you. Well, somebody's going to give it back to me. It's like, no, you give it freely. So it will come back to you because you open your heart and do something selfishly, not being with an intent of something. But I think I like the, the fact and probably will 
connect uh, after you release this one because I want to hear more about this one. We're going to yeah. keep in touch because I want to know. No, because it's, it's uh, for me, as I said, I was talking about it this morning. So that's funny. It makes me like, like ding, ding, ding. Yeah. The universe, we're all on a perfect plane here, perfect synchronicity because people see money as bad. And I'm like, no, we, no. we don't we have, have to give up our life. We have to change that. It's more fun to have it. I will tell you, having been yes. a very broke hippie vagabond for enough years, it's way more fun to have money than not to have it. And there's a lot yeah. more we can do in this world with it than without it. But just for anybody listening, if you want to be the first to find out about Peace With Money when it launches, if you go to my website, wildheartsriseup.com and take the quiz, which we talked about those archetypes earlier. If you take the quiz on my website, that will get you onto my email list and you will then be the first to find out about peace with money because it'll be launching here i i'm hoping to announce it by next week if i can um but i'm not sure when this podcast will air but hopefully it will be launching this summer of 2021 uh, it, it, it will hear after you because it's part two of the conversation so that will be today is monday within a couple of days that will awesome. be out there so oh yes we are not keeping uh, i don't keep my collaboration i like to release <laughs> it next day so we cool. should be fine but I will go and do your quiz on your website, actually. I'm curious to, uh, to see that and explore. But I yeah. think it's a great subject. And I think it will help a lot of people because that needs to be happening and re-explaining and retraining people and changing the perception about money, about finance, about being successful. If I'm successful, oh my God, it's terrible. And I guess not. You don't have to hide in your closet because you want to create a business or being successful at it. You should not be ashamed. Your path is different. Maybe your sister, your brother, your uncle will not be uh, successful, but your success will help others and inspire others. So I love it. That's fabulous. Wow. Yeah. That was a great conversation right there. I love it. (laughs) Almost an hour in there. Yeah. (laughs) Told you, my my general collaboration is like an hour minimum. (laughs) Awesome. We don't see time flying here. But no. Where can we can uh, where people can connect with you, contact you? Where yeah, the, uh... Wild Hearts with an S, wildheartsriseup.com is my website. And if you want to follow my travels and my, um, you know, my poetic musings happen on Instagram mostly. So that's instagram.com slash wild underscore one, O-N-E, the word one underscore rising wild one rising um and you can also find the instagram from wildheartsriseup.com um or you can find wild hearts rise up on facebook also there's a page there. okay so what i will do i also because i mentioned to you earlier i created um one of the page and i put it in one of my websites to the egngentreaty.com there is basically i'm creating a library quote unquote or a contact uh, area where um, everybody gets, you know, if they want to connect with you, it will be linked directly to your website. So they can click on the link and it will go directly to your website. So I'm going to keep, you know, your website because I think it's so much interesting and it's part of what I, the universe told me to do, <laughs> create a hub where people can go and uh, if they want to find somebody like uh, Ricky Masters or like you who's doing the marketing or could do even some personal session with them and help them in their business or maybe they can touch personal life, who knows, then they can connect with you or a holistic, uh, my holistic doc actually, doctor and there too. So it's like a one place shop where you can find what you need. So I will connect and have that uh, in there and probably the Instagram and whatever you've got in there so people can connect with you because that to me is fabulous. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) 
So it was a pleasure to have you on my podcast. And as I said, guys, we're going to do probably another one when you are launching your um, your new program because we are going to be talking about your program. I may be probably going to go and uh, probably uh, go and attend those programs because I'm curious to see. I like to do, you know, we may be master in our own field, but I like to learn from everybody else's. Yeah. So I like to go on programs and do other things because it's bringing so much wealth and knowledge that it's nice to be able to have that and reference to others, individuals who are in need to find this, this kind of program. So for me, it's exciting to see what you're going to do with yours. Awesome. Thank you. So, you're yeah. welcome. So if you need to connect with Molly, she gave you already the website. Otherwise, you can go on www.edgentreaty.com. I wanted to say thank you to everybody who are listening around the world. Get inspired by today's podcast because I think it will inspire you to do something for your own self. And I will talk to you later. All my love, guys. Talk to you later. Bye now. 